0: well hello there ladies and gentlemen it's good to see you again and welcome back to advance your wealth with homer smith i am your moderator ryan ruff it's great to be back with everybody on the show today and as always i'm going to be joined by my right-hand man, Homer Smith, private wealth advisor, and we're going to be diving into another big wealth management topic today. If you're a frequent viewer or listener of the show, you know, you know, Homer and I explore a lot of challenges surrounding family wealth. And today we're going to be diving into some of the challenges of giving and receiving family wealth. And let's just, you know, just kind of open up today's conversation. Simply having significant wealth in today's day and age doesn't necessarily guarantee anybody a great life. Uh, You know, for example, there are a lot of inheritors out there that Face a number of pretty significant challenges uh, at various points in their lives, whether that be the years leading up to receiving the inheritance, or even as the wealth is transferred to them. So Homer and I are going to be identifying a what some of these challenges are for the you know in the the mind of an inheritor of giving and receiving wealth. But we're also going to identify some different strategies to help overcome what some of these challenges are. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring him out, Homer. Good to see you today. How you doing? I'm excited for today's conversation.
1: Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I am too. And I think this falls in line with a lot of the discussions we've been having lately. And, and even, you know, really a lot of the work that we do for our clients, what what we're really known for, you know, more than anything else is is helping successful families and business owners navigate life's most important and complex transitions, whether that's, you know, transitioning uh, from Owner, operator to owner and just taking a step back from the day-to-day operations of the business or trans, beginning to think about the transfer of that business either internally to the management team or to the next generation if it's a family business, you know, or even thinking about that transition to an outside buyer. And then finally, a lot of the work we do is around how our, our families think about transitioning their wealth to the next generation uh, and their heirs in a way that's positive and impactful and not destructive and that's really what today is all about and and how to, unfortunately too often you know while it might seem great to receive all this wealth it can it can often lead to challenges that people don't think about and so i know it seems like a good problem to have but it, but it actually can be uh, pretty significant
0: of course. No. And and I mean, I also, Homer, I think most people would agree that, look, having a level of wealth is better than not having a wealth. But I know you and your team uh, don't view it as black and white like that. There are challenges that exist for the people that are receiving wealth, as well as those that are giving wealth, uh, you know, that they have to navigate during that process. Set the scene for today's conversation, if you will.
1: Absolutely. As you mentioned, you know, wealth, doesn't automatically mean a good or healthy life. And I think it's important for members of of both sides, the older generation that's going to be transferring the wealth and the heirs that are going to be receiving uh, those assets to be thoughtful about how this occurs and and to be careful, you know, at times. And um, by acting now and and communicating and getting together as a family and really thinking through these issues, uh, it's definitely going to help um, give the, the family a better chance of avoiding the pitfalls that oftentimes inheritors find themselves in and, and really you know, more effectively deal with the concerns that, that could arise down the road.
0: Well, let's double click into this for a second, Homer. What are some of those pitfalls that you just mentioned? Yeah, so
1: If we start with the older generation, uh, affluent parents and grandparents are very concerned about the negative impact that Significant wealth can have on their kids or their grandkids, and you know one study even showed that seventy percent of these uh, this first generation or the older generation um, is concerned about leaving too much money to their heirs. And they're, they're worried that's a couple of things: one, um, that it might create trust from babies, you know, lazy or irresponsible um, inheritors. The other side of it is if they have um, members of their family, their heirs that today, you know, don't make good financial decisions or aren't aren't yet mature enough to make good financial decisions, or, you know, have some sort of addiction, whether it's drug addiction, gambling, whatever it might be, the receipt of the wealth in the wrong way can actually enhance the challenges they're already facing and actually make it dangerous for them. So that's the one side of it. And then uh, on the inheritor side themselves, um, if it's, especially if the wealth comes unexpectedly, and this good fortune was on the back end of a family member or a dearly loved one dying too early. They often can have you know a lot of stress, um, and also you know can become a target to where you know other friends or other uh, more distant family members, even strangers, can become significant sources of stress. Um, having this considerable wealth you know everybody has a great idea for an investment um or you know needs a small loan right now or even looking for a handout and you know all of the sudden this can become overwhelming and very stressful for those inheritors
0: of course of course and given the complexity of not only those challenges homer but just financial topics to discuss overall where do families begin honestly to to start navigating these types of uh, challenges that are associated with wealth transfers so that they have those issues you just mentioned in mind as they begin this process
1: yeah, the first step for each family is to recognize the challenges that the inheritors are likely to face and and be on the lookout for them as a family you know, every family is different and each of the inheritors is going to be different so so not Necessarily creating just a blanket approach to how they think about this, but really looking at each member of the family um, and how their unique characteristics and issues are going to be impacted. Um, the one area that we often see is the you know the largest you know, challenge uh, or issue uh, for that next generation is is a lack of financial knowledge. Um, they often you know at least in our experience with the families we deal with, most of the wealth was often created by a founder or business owner. And oftentimes, as they were building that business from, the, from scratch, they themselves didn't have a lot of wealth. So their kids and, and maybe even grandkids did not grow up with significant wealth. And so there wasn't you know, really a lot of sharing and knowledge um, around how to manage money and, and, and being uh, good about that was really delivered throughout the family. And so all of a sudden they can receive this significant amount of wealth and they weren't prepared for it. Um, and so I, that, that I think is probably the one issue that we face the most. Um, and again, it, it can lead to a lot of other problems. Either they can have some level of fear about what all this money means to them. Um, and again, as we mentioned earlier, it could lead to a lot of, um, I would say, you know, unscrupulous people um, seeking to take advantage of that wealth
0: sure thing humber so you mentioned this idea of a lack of financial knowledge what other challenges or big red flags do you see often rear their head in uh, in instances like these
1: yeah of course though the one that i think most people see most often is bad spending habits you know they, yeah, most people you know who live paycheck to paycheck um, that then inherit money this is just a much bigger paycheck than they've ever had. And so they don't necessarily change their habits. Um, And so they often can overspend and and basically take this significant wealth um, and diminish it very quickly and be right back where they started within a couple of years. Uh, On the flip side of that though, is even even for those family members who don't necessarily um, spend it down, um, but they now just have more money to spend and they, they oftentimes people think, okay, just more money means I can buy my happiness. If they're not really thinking about their values and how they're spending this money in a way that's ultimately going to lead to the outcome that they want which is greater happiness and a more meaningful life if they're just spending to spend and think all these great things are going to lead to that um, they can end up with a rude awakening when two years later they have all this great stuff and they're not any happier in their lives Um, it can also lead to you know a lot of additional guilt and and low self-esteem um and and anxiety around this money. Um, They don't know who they are, uh, you know, when they they don't have any money. And now they have all of this money and same thing. They're still not really prepared for what this means to them. Uh, And we can often see them ending up in this idea of this imposter syndrome uh, where they, you know, they live in a world which they feel they don't really belong in uh, because they never were used to having that kind of wealth growing up. And they really, again, don't have a clear sense of self, um, even with, you know, all this found wealth.
0: Yeah and these aren't challenges that are easy to navigate by any means. I mean, sure there's the planning on the front end that can be done and that's where I'm taking this conversation Homer, but you know, once you become victim kind of dealing with these challenges, I mean, it's tough to to face when you're in the moment. But on the front end Homer, what can families be doing specifically in this regard to to take proactive steps to avoid some of the challenges you just mentioned because that's that's really where the the you know, the answer ultimately lies here.
1: Yeah, good uh, question. So that The families that we've seen navigate this most successfully really focus on honing in on financial decision-making skills across the family, Um, so between and amongst generations. So as early as kids, grandkids get very involved in financial decision-making for the family, whether it's through a, a family foundation or whether it's just you know, doing regular family meetings where, you know, the, the generation that has created the wealth or has the wealth is, is whether it's bringing additional professionals uh, into the mix as well to help uh, teach some of those skills to the younger generations, but but really having that ability uh, from a very early age to start to understand how the money works. And more, I think just as important, if not more important, is not just teaching kids about money and, dis- and money making decisions, But it's transferring the values from that older generation that created the wealth down to those next generations and and what was important to them um, about building that wealth. And those are, I I would say, the the things that we've seen that the most successful families do in order to start bridging some of that gap.
0: And the gaps there are bridged over kind of those technical challenges. But Homer, what about some of the emotional challenges that you mentioned a moment ago? Any advice on, let's say, an heir dealing with some of those emotional challenges? Let's say in the event where there was that inheritance that came on the on the back end of maybe a family death per se.
1: Yeah, I'd say that the, you want number one, you you want to feel like you can share these challenges with others. And unfortunately, uh, for a lot of these inheritors. Um, they're in a position where it makes them harder to relate to their peers, their friends, and, and other people that were in their lives that you know were at their same socioeconomic level until they receive that inheritance. And all of a sudden, they now have all this wealth and it, it puts them in a very different position um, than the lives that they were living prior to that. And so they can create this feeling of loneliness and, and isolation. Um, and so what, what we, see, again, as as something that is helpful to these families. Number one is if the family unit themselves prior to this inheritance um, is doing regular meetings and talking about the wealth and what it means and what their experiences are themselves with it. Um, Because I think one of the things that we see happen in in the families we deal with is that even those wealthy um, entrepreneurs that we work with. they themselves didn't have a lot of wealth until just recently. It was very much tied up in their business or real estate. And it's only when they have that liquidity event, typically in their 50s, 60s, even 70s, do all of a sudden they have this liquid wealth, which which is very different. And so they're experiencing a lot of the same um, ex, uh, issues that their kids and grandkids will eventually um, experience. But are they really sharing that with those kids and, and and helping them understand what they're going through and how they're dealing with it? And so one. And one additional thing that that I've seen help in these uh, areas is there's networks of wealthy uh, families, whether it's family business owner networks or just wealthy family networks, that um, have networking groups where they're able to share a lot of these. Because you know, again, this is, these are all really good problems to have as a family. You know, we're not talking about the suffering that comes with not having money, uh, but these are real issues. And and there are networks out there of families going through these same these same problems and challenges. And and it's been very helpful just to hear Mm -hmm. what are other families doing and experiencing to, to work through these same issues.
0: Yeah, being able to relate ever always so important. I mean, we do it a lot in our our day to day lives among a variety of different issues. So why why can't it be that way when it comes to wealth as well, uh, Homer? I want to circle back to a, an earlier point that you made in terms of just being a good uh, you know kind of steward and learning about wealth and honing your financial decision making skills. Are there any other kind of action steps or pieces of advice? You could offer to our audience for those that are looking for smart ways to be a good steward of their wealth aside from just brushing up on the financial knowledge and and uh and things like that
1: certainly yeah. i mean stewardship is a word that m- many of the wealthy families we work with use but i don't think it's acted on um in the way that i would think about it necessarily as much you know steward stewarding wealth could simply just mean passively making sure the wealth is sustained for multiple generations um, the way I, I like to add in and, and something we mentioned earlier is not just passing this wealth down from one generation to the next, but also the family values. And, and most of the families I work with um, are you know first generation wealth creators and business owners. And so entrepreneurship is something that's very important to them. And so helping build a, a process into the family that can encourage entrepreneurship. Um, and so that not only is it about sustaining the wealth, but it actually could be about continuing to build the wealth of the family through entrepreneurship, whether it's you know bringing up the, these different generations in the family business and giving them roles to learn how to do that themselves, or even creating the idea of a family bank, which we spoke about in a previous episode, um, which also can encourage that that entrepreneurship. So I think that's that's an important thing. Is not just passing the wealth down, but those values. And I want to be careful that, you know, not every person has the same goals and, and desire to be an entrepreneur. So, you know, I do think it's also, you want to be mindful of what you set up so that, um, you know, that's not the only way they can contribute to the family wealth is, is being an entrepreneur themselves. But, but those, that's one example of a way that the families we work with want to encourage uh, the stewardship mm. down different generations.
0: No, that's great, Homer. Uh, Look, I feel like there's this common theme among a lot of the conversations that we have on the show, and that is everyone's everyone's situation is unique, right? Your family wealth, the dynamics and challenges that you're exposed to, while they might be similar in some aspects to others, they are unique to you and your family. So given that level of um, just variety, shall we say, of challenges and variables that can be at play when we're dealing with all these financial things. Homer, do you have any final advice or insights or maybe just a bottom line for today's conversation for families that are looking to help address with the challenges of, of you know, giving or receiving family wealth? Any sort of bottom line you want to leave our audience with today?
1: Sure. I, I think that um, being you know a little bit self-serving here is the work that we do and and building this idea of a virtual family office around each of our clients so that there's a coordination of experts that are always there to, to support and help the family is really important. The challenge that we see in these scenarios is that oftentimes the, the generation that inherits the wealth, I mean, it's a pretty, in, in the studies that I've seen, it's a pretty high number of them want to strike it out on their own. So they want to hire a new professional um, and really like do their own thing and be independent from the things their parents did and I fully support that if if the especially if the professionals that we're working with the family aren't aligned with their values and the things that they want to achieve um, so really our our focus is is working with our clients is how can we build those connections with multiple generations, so that we can be a good steward for that um, that then inheritor generation because. The, the the fam the, the professionals that have been working with the family for a very long time are often going to have a lot of insights and knowledge of of the family values and of that inheritor themselves and can be really a great resource to help them uh, make sure they're building and, and navigating that wealth in a great way now i'm not saying that Again, they should mm-hmm. necessarily stay with with the family um, advisors, but um, having a group of advisors around you that you trust is really important. And this idea of a virtual family office being built around them, I think, is a really effective way to deal with that. And so, mm-hmm. so that would be my one recommendation. Whether you again you stick with the professionals that your your family had prior, or whether you build a new one around your own, you know, really think about this idea of a virtual family office as being a, an ideal way to structure that.
0: And Homer, if that's a newer concept out there to anybody in our audience, or they're interested in just learning more about it, or even just opening up a dialogue with you and your team to, you know talk through some of these challenges that we're mentioning today about family wealth, what would be the best way somebody can get a hold of you and, and just start that conversation?
1: yeah the best way always is is through email or you can go to our website and and reach out and and schedule a time to 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 talk and just you know again i'm always happy to to just have a conversation and see what makes sense and and go from there
0: well, Homer, you're a busy guy. You've got a lot of clients to serve. So we'll let you get back to doing that. But uh, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to, to jump on here. I mean, family wealth, it's it's you know, it's family, right? It's it's always emotional, it's sticky, it's uh it's it's important at the end of the day. And navigating some of these challenges could be some of the biggest uh, uh you know, biggest hurdles really to navigate as a family when significant wealth is a is on the table so homer i appreciate you uh, looking forward to being back with you on the next one and uh, wish you the best in the in the coming days
1: all right thanks ryan good to see you
0: Good to see you as always, Homer. And hey, folks, we are going to take one final moment as we always do here on the show. And thank you guys for stopping by and spending some time with us. If you enjoyed today's conversation or you took something away from it, you benefited from it in any way, shape or form, make sure you hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you don't miss out on a future conversation between Homer, myself, one maybe one of our esteemed guests where we dive into these different wealth management topics so that you and yours could come out better for it on the other side. But for Homer, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Advance Your Wealth.
1: All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable but neither Integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, Integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor Integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several Doing Business As names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or
0: services.